Psalm 71. In you, Yahweh, I take refuge. Never let me be disappointed. Deliver me in your righteousness and rescue me. Turn your ear to me and save me. Be to me a rock, a refuge, to which I may always go. Give the command to save me, for you are my rock and my fortress. Rescue me, my God, from the hand of the wicked, from the hand of the unrighteous and cruel man. For you are my hope, Lord Yahweh, my confidence from my youth. I have relied on you from the womb. You are he who took me out of my mother's womb. I will always praise you. I am a marvel to many, but you are my strong refuge. My mouth shall be filled with your praise, with your honour, all day long. Don't reject me in my old age. Don't forsake me when my strength fails. For my enemies talk about me. Those who watch for my soul conspire together, saying, God has forsaken him. Pursue and take him, for no one will rescue him. God, don't be far from me. My God, hurry to help me. Let my accusers be disappointed and consumed. Let them be covered with disgrace and scorn who want to harm me. But I will always hope and will add to all of your praise. My mouth will tell about your righteousness and of your salvation all day, though I don't know its full measure. I will come with the mighty acts of the Lord Yahweh. I will make mention of your righteousness, even of yours alone. God, you have taught me from my youth. Until now, I have declared your wondrous works. Yes, even when I am old and grey-haired, God, don't forsake me. Until I have declared your strength to the next generation, your might to everyone who is to come. God, your righteousness reaches to the heavens. You have done great things. God, who is like you? You who have shown us many and bitter troubles, you will let me live. You will bring us up again from the depths of the earth. Increase my honour and comfort me again. I will also praise you with the harp for your faithfulness, my God. I sing praises to you with the lyre, Holy One of Israel. My lips shall shout for joy. My soul, which you have redeemed, sings praises to you. My tongue will also talk about your righteousness all day long, for they are disappointed and they are confounded who want to harm me. This is one of the Psalms that did not have a superscription, like a, a description or title at the beginning. We just started by saying Psalm 71. However, <laughs> there are you know older versions of the Bible preceding our English translations, and in the LXX. So the LXX is the very first translation of the Bible. It's translated from the Hebrew language. This is just the Old Testament only, from Hebrew into Greek. And this is the Bible that Jesus used. So when Jesus you know, was in the synagogue reading from the Bible, he's reading a Greek Bible, not a Hebrew Bible, like we often assume. Jesus may well have known Hebrew, or he may have known some Hebrew words, but Jesus' languages were actually Greek and Aramaic, not Hebrew. And the majority of people in Israel at the time did not speak Hebrew. The, language, the common languages were Aramaic and Greek. So the Bible, you know, was translated from, the Old Testament was translated from Hebrew into Greek, you know, 200 years plus before Jesus. And that's called the LXX. 
And those are the Roman numerals for the number 70. L is 50 and each X is 10 and 10, 70. And that's because 70 Jewish elders worked on that translation. So it's called the 70 or you know, the book of the 70 because it's 70 people translated it. So in that very first translation from Hebrew into Greek, Psalm 71 does have a title or a superscription. For some weird reason, as time's gone on, it's dropped off. This is the, uh, the superscription of Psalm 71. It was this, by David, a song sung by the sons of Jonadab at, at, and the first that were taken captive. By David, a song sung by the sons of Jonadab and the first that were taken captive. All right, <coughs> so first of all, we notice it's another Psalm of David. We said at the beginning, way back when we started the Psalms, that there were 73 Psalms of David with titles on them, and there's a couple of other Psalms of David's that we figure out as we go along are also his, but not titled. This is one of them. It says this Psalm was sung by the sons of Jonadab and by the first that were taken captive, so by these two groups. Jonadab was um, a friend of one of David's sons, a sneaky, sneaky guy. We don't know if it's the same Jonadab here. And there was another Jonadab later in the Bible in the book of Jeremiah. It cannot have been him because he lived way after David. So we're not sure who these sons of Jonadab are or what this title means about the first that were taken captive. It's a bit mysterious. <laughs> but at least you know that it's there. And uh, this psalm goes on and it's a prayer that David speaks in his old age. So a lot of the commentators called this a psalm for the old age or the psalm for the elderly. We know that because we see in like places like verse 9, David says, Don't reject me in my old age. Don't forsake me when my strength fails. And so David has lived his life, whole life following the Lord. He's seen the Lord do all these mighty things. And now he's saying to the Lord as an older person, Lord, don't turn your back on me now. I know that sometimes when people get older, of course, I'm obviously not speaking from experience, but I've spoken to people who are older and there are challenges that come with that. It's not just the aging of the body. That's a challenge, of it, you know, as well. But it's the fact that younger people now start doing things. It's the fact that you can start to feel a little irrelevant or it, it, the world starts to move on without you. People stop talking to you maybe. If you're in an, an aged care home, people maybe don't visit you. You can feel lonely there are a variety of challenges that come with being older. Sometimes it's the fact that you depend on other people for everything because you can't do things yourself. And um, sometimes your memory starts to go. And so we've got David here saying to the Lord, don't forget me in my old age. And, and so this really is a prayer for older people. David's prayed all the way through his life and the Lord's been with him. And now he's praying in new circumstances saying, Lord, I still need you now. So this uh, psalm is an encouragement. He says in verse 14, I will always hope and I will add to all of your praise. So even as an older person, he's he's still got hope. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's not like life's all over now. There's nothing left to look forward to. No, actually in Christ, you realize that you're nearing your hope. You're getting near to the things that you've been waiting for all along. And, and I suspect, obviously I don't know this from experience, but in a sense I do know a little bit of this. 
as you get older, you look at the things of life all around you and you realize that they're just meaningless, that there's only one thing that has any meaning, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so, for example, when I was young, I, I couldn't stop thinking about football all the time. <laughs> I know it's a dumb example, but now I realize how meaningless football is and I'll occasionally see a few minutes of a game, but I never sit down to watch a game. Um, it's, it, it just seems like a waste of time. It seems meaningless. Now, I must confess, I feel like clothing is meaningless too, except for the fact you've got to have something on. But people are always so worried about what colour goes with what, and the latest fashion. And to me, um, you know, it, it's just a whole other thing that doesn't have any meaning, uh, except for... You know, we don't want to offend others. We want to look good and so that so that we don't harm the message of Christ. You know, I try to dress nicely so that it's not that they respect me, but it's so that they respect things I might say. And uh, But there are lots of things that as you get older, you realise they just don't mean anything. And it's interesting to ask older people, you know, in an aged care home, for example, you know, what their regrets are because that starts to give you a sense of what's actually meaningful in life from an older person's point of view, it's nearly always the same answer. It's always, I wish I had more children. Or if it wasn't that, it was, I wish I had treated my children better. Or I wish I had treated my parents better. It's always got something to do, usually relational. And um, But here's David and he says, I will always hope. I will always add to your praise because he knows <laughs> that he's got something to look forward to. Life itself might not be all that meaningful, but in Christ, we have found the thing of great meaning. He says in verse 18, he says, even when I am old and gray-haired, God, don't forsake me until I have declared your strength to the next generation, your might to everyone who is to come. So as you get older, your job's not over. You have a responsibility to make sure younger people know the things that you have learned and the wisdom you have learned. And you might say, they're not listening to me, but don't give up. Your task is to open those doors through prayer and don't be grumpy. Sometimes you get the grumpy old man or the grumpy old lady syndrome. Don't go there, be patient. Now, thank God most people as they get older do get more patient, but some don't. <laughs> and um, so be patient, be prayerful. Let doors open and speak so that younger people will learn, hopefully, hear the things you have to say. Verse 24 says, My tongue will talk about your righteousness all day long. I finish with a little story. But I have a great great grandmother. She's passed away now. Um, we call her Super Nana. And uh, when I had three children of my own, uh, I've got seven now, but when the older three were born, but the younger ones weren't born yet, they were aged seven, six, and five, and uh, we took them to see my great-grandmother, who was, of course, their great-great-grandmother. So this is five generations, significant moment. And um, they had never seen her before, and so this was important, and we got a photo of the occasion, and we call her Super Nana. So she was 105, and my children were seven, six, and five. So the youngest one was literally like 100 years younger than their great-great-grandmother. So we go all the way to Sydney on a family trip. We go to, you know, Macquarie Lodge, aged care home, go to visit her, and we walk into her little room, 
What do you think the first thing was that she said? <laughs> she looks at these children who are her great, great grandchildren. Just imagine that. And she says, do you know the Lord? <laughs> Man, the first thing out of her mouth is this. Psalm 71, 24, my tongue will speak about your righteousness all day long. All she was concerned about was do these children know the Lord? And um, <laughs> that's really inspiring in my opinion. And Super Nana, I think one of the reasons for her long life was this, the fact that she always spoke of Christ and she always prayed. And you know, sometimes the Lord does take people home early. He has his reasons. But I think on many, there's many reasons that the Lord has for keeping people around if they're prayerful and they speak of him because they're a light and a witness in the world, especially in aged care where so many people are close to death and they don't know the Lord. A person like Super Nana is just the person to keep around for as long as possible. The Lord does know what he's doing. So I commend to you a psalm for old age. Don't lose your hope. Uh, you know, keep your eyes on Christ and speak his righteousness to the next generation. Lord, we just thank you for this Psalm 71, a psalm for the elderly. And I pray the power of it would grip every heart, even the young. And I pray that we would be, you know, filled with the grace and the love of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen.